Welcome. I'm Ginny, and today I'm sitting down one-on-one with SJ. Hi. And I'm going to be asking her some questions about what she's been learning lately and sort of this journey she's been on figuring out the difference in relationship between contractual relationships and covenant relationships. So SJ, to start us off, can you explain kind of where you've been at and what's precipitated this journey that you're on? Yeah, I was at a conference at the beginning of the year and just realized that um, for me, it was a very different brain space that I was into normal. Normally, I love that conference around all the people that I love doing life with and enjoying them. And I just didn't want to be around anybody, no one at all. I didn't want to. I just wanted to stay in my room. And for me, that was just not a good brain space to be in. So we were reflecting with some friends afterwards when I came out I realized that I needed to take some time and space just to think about what was going on and and do some business with Jesus and in that time and space began to realize that the way that I was viewing relationships and the way that I was viewing how I do life with people was coming from such a wrong mindset um, and learned a whole lot of stuff about what it means to do relationships with people. Wow, that's huge. And that's something, the not wanting to be around people and all that, that's something I can relate to in many different occasions. So how did this, you're talking about going from contractual relationships to covenant relationships. Where are you getting that from and and where are you seeing this in the Bible? So it all started as I was listening to a podcast one morning and just realized that we are designed to have covenant relationship that's what the bible the essence of what the bible is our relationship with with god and our relationship with one another is supposed to be coming from a covenantal mindset and i've talked to many people about this and processed it with a lot of people and a lot of people have asked can we change the word covenant just seems like such an old-fashioned word and yes it is but i think we have no concept of what it is within our culture it's not there which is why it just doesn't make sense to us anymore we very much come from a contractual mindset when we come to relationships let me explain a little bit more about what i mean i think when we're viewing relationships and we're in such a consumer society in a world where everything is so instantaneous and where we're getting things from one another so let me explain the contract mindset the contract mindset is about exchange it's about you give me something i give you something and in contrast to that the covenantal mindset is about commitment i'm going to make a commitment to you regardless of whether or not i get anything from you the let me explain what a contract is a contract the definition of a contract is avoidable agreement that is dissolved if both parties don't like its course so it it gets cut off if something goes wrong the contract is ended the relationship is ended whereas a covenant is an unconditional commitment between imperfect people so we realize that neither of us are going to get it right but we're making a commitment to be with one another contract is transactional whereas covenant is relational we're talking about building a relationship the contract is dependent on upon terms whereas the covenant is regardless of those terms i'm going to be in this regardless of whether or not you say or do what i'm asking you to contract is about involving insurances where covenant involves oaths 
And here's one of the key things that really started to shift my thinking. Contract is about the exchange of property. Whenever you see contract, it's about goods, it's about lands, it's about something being done for the other person. Whereas covenant is about that exchange of people. We're exchanging together. Contract is based on mistrust. I'm not going to trust that you're going to give me what I want, so therefore we're going to sign a contract to make sure that you do. Whereas covenant is based on trust and believing the best in one another. I want to just say this, that covenant isn't, it has a contractual part to it in that there's a legal part to it, but it's this beautiful mix between law and love and what, and it, it's, it's brought together. So actually a covenantal relationship actually demands a lot more from us than a contractual relationship does. And there's three things I think that come from a covenant relationship. When you're in a covenant relationship, the basis of covenant is promise. You make an oath between each other. You promise to one another to walk with one another and do life together in that, in that place. The thing that comes as a result of covenant is protection. You have a protection. You have someone that's got your back. You have someone that is going to give to you and be with you regardless of what you go through. And the third thing to say about covenant is the fact that it brings presence. The, re the beauty of it and the result of it is that you have a presence in your life and, and you have the presence of God. When we live under covenant relationship with God, we have his presence. And those are three incredible things that I think um, aren't there when we're just in a contractual relationship. That's amazing. And that is something I think we're all looking for and dreaming of, like finding those relationships and those people that you can do life with that you know have your back and you know are going to believe the best in you and forgive you and have grace for you and go the long haul with you and I think we all kind of long to give that to people as well, but it's scary. And this seems like a high level of commitment to other people. So can you talk a little bit about what this looks like practically? And it seems like with this high of a level of commitment to one another, like realistically, how many people can you really do this with? Well, I think, um, I think it obviously isn't something you can have with everybody. I mean, even when you look at Jesus, he had the 150 disciples, then he had the 12 disciples, and then he had the three, uh, Peter, uh, James, and John, the people that he did the three, they, they were in covenant relationship together. So looking at it, there's another podcast that we can talk about at another time called The Relational Triangle. And what that is, is the basis of it is you have relationship with many, many different people. Then you can take it to the next level where you have fellowship, where you start to have shared um, ideas and goals. But then you can take it to the co covenantal level where you're actually really doing life together, where you have shared values, you have shared purpose. But as it's a triangle, the point at the top, there's fewer and fewer people that you do that with. But I think the shift came for me when I realized that I need to have this mindset when I go into relationships with people, seeing them as uh, possibly I may have a covenantal relationship with them, getting to know them as an individual, as someone that is loved by God, that, and finding those people that I'm drawn to. There's a beautiful picture of this in the Bible, the relationship of Jonathan and David, where Jonathan 
when he first saw David, as David went into the courts, he just fought Goliath, and Saul brings him back to live with him in the courts and become his armor bearer. And there's this moment where it says that Jonathan saw David and their souls were tied together. And even though Jonathan was a lot older than David, there's this beautiful friendship that evolves that um, Saul even gets really mad and angry at Jonathan for it because Jonathan actually should have shouldn't have been friends with David when you look at it from the outside Jonathan was the heir to Saul's throne and this is David who has been anointed to be king by Samuel everybody knows that and yet he is choosing to be friends with somebody who really in this whole big scheme of things should have been his enemy to the point where he literally says to David in covenant, when he makes the oath with David, he says, let it be to me that I will be wiped from the face of the earth if I do not follow through on what I'm saying to you. And he has this deep relationship with David that he literally says to him, do this for me and I will do this for you and we will save each other in this process. And what they're doing is committing to one another to make sure that each other's family lines go on beyond them and you see it beautifully worked out in 1 Samuel 20 where you hear about that covenant relationship where Jonathan asks David even if I die make sure my family line lives because I know that you will be king one day and then you see it beautifully worked out in 2 Samuel chapter 9 where David takes, he searches for someone that's in the line of Saul for Jonathan's sake. That's what David says. For Jonathan's sake, I want to find someone. And he finds Mephibosheth, who's this crippled son of Jonathan who has survived. Um, and he brings him into his courts. All he needed to do was just make sure that Mephibosheth didn't die. But what he does is he goes above and beyond that. For the sake of Jonathan, he takes Mephibosheth into his court, is exceedingly generous, gives back all of Saul's lands to Mephibosheth, and even to the point where it has this line where it says, and Mephibosheth had a son, which means that Saul's line continued for the sake of Jonathan. He didn't have to do that, but that's the level of covenant relationship. Jonathan was dead. Jonathan didn't even know if he was going to follow through. But that's what covenant is, is that we follow through and we, we are committed to one another, even past death. Wow. That is beautiful. I see from these examples that you have given of the covenant relationship with those one or two people that are really close to you. But what does this look like for just the general people that are that you're in fellowship with or the general people that are around you that you see often, but you're not making that deep of a commitment to? What does this way of thinking look like with them? I think for me, this is what really shifted my paradigm for me because I realized I was viewing everybody from, oh, they need something from me, I'm their leader, I need to give them something. Or at the same time, they're, I, I'm in this relationship, they want something or I want something from them and viewing it from a give, a take, take mindset rather than switching it to, I want to give to this person because this person is created by God. They have a purpose. They have a plan. And I want to live with the mindset that God has towards us, that he's going to give of himself totally and fully and utterly for our sakes because he loves us. And looking at people through that, uh, the, that mindset of 
I want to see this person flourish and thrive and therefore I want to love this person and find out who they are and look at them from the the mindset of maybe one day I might end up in a covenant relationship I don't know but loving people regardless of who they are regardless of what you can get for them from them that's huge so having the mindset with people that you're that are around you that I'm going to love you and believe the best in you regardless of how you treat me and I'm going to give of what I have to you because I'm just trusting God in this that's huge that's really cool so in light of all of this and in light of what you've been learning and what you've been getting out of these stories from the Bible and this shift from contractual thinking to covenant thinking, where are you at now? Because you just you started out talking about being totally peopled out and not wanting to be around people and just feeling completely drained and out of energy around them. Where are you at in light of that now? I think um, I've just... It's been a massive paradigm shift for me. And I think a, a couple of weeks ago, um, I'd been waking up and just not wanting to be around anybody and be involved with anybody. And just after I'd worked through some of this, I woke up one morning and I was supposed to be hanging out with some girlfriends that day and just realized I really want to do this day. I want to be present to people. I want to be around people. And it really shifted my thinking. Uh, there was one other thing that I really realized that so often we look at when we're looking at people through a contractual mindset, it's about the do's and don'ts. I need to do this. I don't do that. I do this. I don't do that. And I think there's another example of that in the Bible in Exodus 20. When you look at the Ten Commandments, it could seem like a list of do's and don'ts. Do this. Don't do that. Do this. Don't do that. But what it really is about is how we do relationship with one another the first few for the first four commandments are all about how we do relationship with god what does that look like how do we live in relationship with him how do we honor him the second one is about the authorities the fourth one is about the authorities around us i was talking about honoring our parents how we do relationship with those in authority around us and then the, f the, the last five are all about how we do relationship horizontally, how we honor and love those people around us and allow them to be themselves. When you look at it from a covenantal mindset, it's really freeing and a way of doing life together. So for me, it just shifted everything within me and I really want to be around people. I'm really loving the interactions that I'm having when I'm viewing it from a covenantal mindset. Wow. Thank you. Everything that you shared is both challenging and inspiring. And I can't wait to continue on this journey with you and seeing how you continue to learn and what happens out of this. So thank you. Thank you.